See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. The deepest of sighs. She says she's ready. I'm not buying it. Anyway, this is Slow Robot A Go Go, show 332. My name is Mal. With me as just recently... <laughs> Sally the Beer Wench. Yes, Sally the Beer Wench. You can tell that. And, and all the cats. Mm-hmm. Now, all the cats are in the studio. Every it's, single cat yeah, in the house. This podcast is recorded for a live feline audience. <laughs> all right. Well, we are... I like how I relaunched the show, and now we went on vacation. So there's a big three-week gap. I was like, well, it's going to be every two weeks from now on. Yeah, uh-huh. Or not. Or never. So anyway, sorry for the delay in our newest show. It wasn't from lack of trying. We were just in the land of cheese and beer experiencing awesomeness. So... I'm going to start with what I watched, and then uh, we'll see what you watched this week, Sally. Pretty uh, much I watched what you watched. Well, no, there's some others. I think you watched a few other things, but we'll get to that. Uh, we watched The Mummy and The Mummy Returns. That was the Brendan Fraser joint with uh, where they tried to relaunch it. I think they're even relaunching those now with, with Tom Cruise, and I'm like, oh, stop, stop it. Um, I Tom don't... Cruise should not be in any <laughs> movies anymore. <laughs> Too late. He's a superstar. The now the Mummy and the Mummy Returns, and then there was a, I think I watched the other one. There's like some the Dragon with Jet Li, not the Dragon. It's like the Mummy Returns, Emperor Dragon Emperor. Some. Uh, I don't hate those movies. I kind of see those as like a knockoff of Indiana Jones. Like it wants to be Indiana Jones, but it wants to be quirky and funny. But it also wants to be mummies. Uh, I don't hate them. They are mindless. They're they're kind of one of those things where if you're sitting there on a Sunday all hungover, you can let those all four of them play and just just kind of go in and out of consciousness, and that's that's just perfect. And we watched one called I O. That was uh, it wasn't the I E I O. That was a thing from when you were a kid. If you're a thousand like me, I O was this weird sci-fi thing about oh everyone's dead and now this ladies uh, on Earth trying to prove that Earth's a thing. Because no one listens to anything, so of course she didn't just leave with the rest of everyone. And then and some dude shows up in a balloon, and then she's like, oh, let's make a baby. And then he's like, well, I'm leaving. And then, uh, then he leaves, and then whoopsie-doodle. She was right all along. The Earth is okay after all. And I called uh, bullshit on that. And then I watched uh, the, the Perfect Bid, or we watched The Perfect Bid. And it was about some guy that was like this mathematician that he like studied all the uh all the pricing the, the, the pricing on, on the prices is right and uh and he would go there and he would call out like he would tell all the people what to bid and he was always like perfect and then finally he was on there and then he wiped out and you know he didn't win anything he won like one or two things and then he but, got uh like blacklisted or whatever not blacklisted no, he, he got taken out in the Oh yeah, yeah, the, the the showcase showdown. Yeah, he didn't make it there because he had fifty five cents and someone else got seventy cents. Yeah, but then he was he helped some guy that got the perfect bid, and then all then everyone was all angry about it. And I was like, well, I didn't understand the whole premise. Like they were all upset that someone got a perfect bid. I'm like, he had the perfect bid for both showcases. Yeah, so well, no, I mean he won both showcases. If you get a perfect bid, you win them both. And I'm like, why is that so hard to believe after thirty seven years? Every day they do well. I was like, what? 
I'd be, I was like, how did you not get a perfect bid in 37 years? You know, I, I did think back to the days. Any time it was like summer, uh, I was on summer break from school or snow day, snow days because I grew up in we grew up in Pennsylvania. Uh, I always watched The Price Is Right. Like I like, did too. On sun, like a <laughs> summer thing, I would wake up and screw around. I screwed around too much, <laughs> and nothing happened before The Price Is Right was over. Then after The Price Is Right, then I would get on my bike and we'd ride to the town and meet and we'd cause havoc and doing ruin things. Then we watched Gerard Butler go up into space. <laughs> oh my God, Geostorm. I, I I was wrestling with doing Geostorm for the show. Maybe we'll have to do it's, that. It's not B movie enough. It's a uh, B. It's a total B movie, but it's one of those hundred thousand, hundred million dollar B movies. And you're like, well, I don't think that qualifies. But Gerard Butler going to space, talking about his Dutch boy. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> Just he doesn't really talk like that. <laughs> ah, bash you in the head with my shillelagh. I'm poor Gerard Butler. Look at that! Look at this! Dutch boy's not working right. And I was like, "Wow!" All right, and then, uh, going for Goldeneye was a mockumentary about a bunch of kid, uh, guys who kept playing Goldeneye from the N sixty four even after years after, and they were trying to pretend like it was this big thing. And it was like one of those mockumentaries. I laughed, but at the end, I was like, ah, "I don't know. I didn't know. I I, I liked the, the very very end of it." But some points in it, during it, I was like, "You're losing me here." It's not. It wasn't funny enough to like be engaged the whole. Are they hour. really watch it? Yeah, you, 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 <laughs> you, yeah, you didn't lose. You didn't lose anything. You, you, you probably won. You won by doing that. Uh, then I watched Indiana Jones Part One and Two, and then I watched Mutiny in Outer Space, which is not as good as Space Mutiny from MST. <laughs> Which most things aren't, but... No. Ah, uh, no. my stair-stepper. <laughs> uh, now, you watched something uh, by force, and now you're cracked out on it. What did you watch this last oh, week? Oh, yes. <laughs> While we were on vacation, we had cable. <laughs> so we watched live PD for a snow day. <laughs> yeah. When we were in Wisconsin, we had a snow day. That equals Florida driver ain't doing much when there's nine <laughs> inches of snow outside. I uh, said, you know... Let's stay in today, and then yeah. we did, and uh, and uh, we binge watched live PD. <laughs> it's such a stupid show. <laughs> and then you looked at me and said, "I wonder if this is on net on uh, Netflix. Netflix." And I was like, "Uh oh, uh oh." Yeah, I'm kind of hooked on it. I'm kind of having withdrawal. What if we haven't had it in? Several days. That is the dumbest show ever. Like they, they, they're trying to frame it like they're going live, and I'm like, it's it's daylight in one of the clips, it's night in one of the clips. You're like, stop, just you. Know, they're like, oh, here, look at all, all our controllers. We're telling you when to go into the feed, and you're like, no, you're not. I mean, funny, fun, it's a it's a funny framing device, but just stop. And they suspensefully made commercial breaks oh, yeah. well, in the we'll, middle. We'll be right back, but let's see what happens here in Toledo, Ohio, when some lady fell down the steps. And you're like, I... I she, she fell down the yeah. steps. <laughs> yeah. it was, that was a bad example, but yeah. that's pretty much what it is. So uh, now we're going to probably uh, just search the world over to see if we can find Sally the Beer Wench some live, live PD. Live PD. <laughs> I don't think you need to, but we'll see. You never know. I never say never, you know. Uh, and that's all we watched this week. It was a pretty good week, though. I mean, we we had a uh, we had a lot of fun up on vacation. Uh, I was uh, sad that we didn't get this show done before we left, but it was just no time. Uh, so uh, okay, now it's time to set the stage. We're going to tell you about the time period that this week's movie was in. This week, by the way, we're doing 
uh, a, a movie called Wheels of Fire from 1985. Now, both Sally and me were alive back in 1985, which is uh, something. I'll just do a couple. I, I always, I'm going to try and always do like set the stage. You know, it was 1985. I was 12. You were. <laughs> <laughs> you don't tell them that. You gotta be like, I was just born, or whatever, some, something. Okay, like, uh, I was, um, Sally was just born, and I, something. I was just born too. <laughs> something or another. Let's see. Uh, oh my God! There's. I sh- last time I did this, I had a, I had, I made a nice, um, like thing that was easy to read, and I then Tim Bur- Tim Burton's directorial debut and Danny Elfman's film scoring debut happened on the same film film that was peewee's big adventure oh i thought it was gonna be edward scissorhands oh no he mm. didn't remember that one yeah yeah comedian stephen wright has only two comedy albums uh 1985 i have a pony then in 2007 he released i still have a pony <laughs> huh. the number one video was take on me by aha i remember that one right yes yeah uh, see back in the day there was this thing called mtv and which was awesome and it was awesome back then but then it turned into a reality show uh so let's see. And then uh, the Cosby Show was number one. Oh man! And then uh, Family Ties and Murder She Wrote were all. These are all the top one. Cheers was big. Dallas was big. Dynasty was big. Miami Vice. Wow. Remember that? Yes. Yeah, sure. Those suits were awesome. Yes, awesome <laughs> suits back in 1985. <laughs> let's see. Number one hits. Let's see. Like a Virgin was big. Ooh. That was still big. I think when I met you. That was. Like a little yeah. bit later, let's see, the foreigner. I want to know what love is. That 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 was featured in every dance from that moment on. Yes. Where kids that can't dance, it's like probably kinda still rock, is, rock back and forth like robots. <laughs> yeah. Let's see, wham, featuring George Michael. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, let's see, uh, Ario Speedwagon can't fight this feeling. Which wham song? Uh, Careless Whisper. Oh yes, I don't know that one. Yes, you do. I do. What is? Yeah. What is how, sing it. Sing, mm. a, sing a bar for us. I don't think I know it that well. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, then later in June, another wham hit. Everything she wants. That one I'm uh, not sure of. Yeah, Brian Adams, Heaven. Oh my God, this list is too long. And then Aha, Take on Me. Let's see, popular movies. Now this, these are this is what I should have started with instead of bumbling around with crap I didn't care about. <laughs> Let's see, popular movies. Back to the Future was number one. And that's easy to believe because Back to the Future to this day holds up. We just watched it for our Christmas. Santa brought us the Blu-ray box set and we watched them all. And I said, I think I'm going to do this every Christmas because this is awesome. And then Rambo: First Blood Part Two was there. And then Rocky Four was number three. Wow. Back to back, Stallone in '85, <laughs> rocking it out. Now he looks like a big monster. He looks <laughs> yeah, like he a he, he, his muscles got all gnarly because of the whatever drugs he's doing now. He looks kind of like a statue that walks around. And goes, <laughs> Let's see, uh, the color purple. That was the only movie I walked out of in my entire life. I don't think I've ever started to watch yeah, it. We, we, me and Jack ended up at the Roxy, and we were in the parking lot, and we slammed beers, and we were drunk as hell. And we walk in. The, we used to do that every now and then. We would drive to the Roxy, which was this dollar crap hole in uh, Northampton, Pennsylvania. And they'd show movies there. And there was always a dollar for the movies. And we'd drink like hell as, as fast as we could. And then we'd go in and sober up in the movie and then drive home. Uh, you know, which that was the theory when you were a dumb kid. And the color purple was there. We're drinking. And, we're, and I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. This is terrible. And we just left. It was like five minutes in. Unlike uh, the movie that you fell asleep in, which well, was that, what, 1999? Was that the name of, of that ni- movie? No, it was the class, class of, of 1999. Yeah, well, that was uh, something different. All right, uh, <laughs> so I guess that's all we're going to do. That's where I set the mood. I, I, who was even the president in 19, 1985? 
Is that Reagan? Maybe. Oh, my God. I don't know. Uh, I should have checked that because that's important news. It's not really important at all, actually, when you think about it. Let's see. Uh, Charlene Wells was Miss America. And uh, Westminster Kennel Best Dog and Show was Brayburn's Close Encounter. I don't know what the hell that means. Ah, this is all dumb. Let's see. Uh, Washington at bowl games. Nobody cares about that. Andy North won the U.S. Open. Uh, U.S. Open. U.S. Nopen. <laughs> now, I don't know who Andy North is. That's, uh, the president was Ronald Reagan yes, in 1985. Yes, that's awesome. All right, enough of this bumbling around. I'm very sorry. I promise next show I will have a more bulleted list. And you won't have to listen to me going, hum and a hard a hard a. So here's a trailer break. When we come back, we are going to hit 1985's spectacular Holocaust post-apocalyptic future. That's all in one sentence. Don't trust me. I'll read you that. Wheels of Fire. Stay tuned, everyone. I promise I'll talk a little bit more distinctly now that I'm not reading from a list. I'm just talking. Uh, here's a trailer. We'll be right back. You know what they say. See a broad to get that booty act <laughs> Lay her down or smack em, yak em. Cold got to be. You know? <laughs> God help the fuzz if they tangle with the dirt gang. The Dirt Gang. They scare the devil right out of hell. And when they hit town, they had just one thought in mind. Tear it to shreds. The Dirt Gang. When they turn their choppers loose, any fuzz who flashed a bat was liable to get a face full of tread marks. And a 250-pound bike shoved right where it hurts the most. If you've ever wondered what kind of men get their kicks ripping off everything in sight, see the Dirt Gang. If you've ever wondered what kind of chicks do anything just to go along for the ride, see the Dirt Gang. If you've never seen a chopper death duel, see the Dirt Gang. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. Look out, Fuzz. Here comes the Dirt Gang. It's happening, it's wild, and it's now. It's the Fonda Festival of Motion Picture Entertainment. Three big hits starring that easy rider Peter Fonda in three completely different roles. In The Wild Angels, Peter tangles with the real McCoy, the Hells Angels of Venice, California. In Spirits of the Dead, he joins with Brigitte Bardot, Alain Delon, and Terence Stamp in recreating one of Edgar Allan Poe's most terrifying tales. In The Trip, Peter teams with Dennis Hopper and Susan Strasberg for a dramatic journey into the weird world of the psychedelic. It's a complete Fonda festival. The Trip, Spirits of the Dead, and the classic The Wild Angels, all in color. Don't miss the many moods of Peter Fonda in the Fonda Festival. Three memorable Peter Fonda hits on one program. Rated R. Hey, hey, it's your old pal Krusty for my new pork sandwich, the Clogger. If you can find a greasier sandwich, you're in Mexico. <laughs> All right, we are back. That uh, I wouldn't advise going to the Peter Fonda Festival. I don't. I don't think that's this weekend. I think that's from seventy-nine, three, one, sixty-eight. I don't know. I don't know when it was. I didn't listen to the whole trailer. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Now we're back. <laughs> we're back on air. We're going to talk about the wheels of fire, and that is this is the biggest. 
uh, I wish I was a Mad Max ripoff in the history of ripoffs. Uh, it was also Death Race. Death Race. Race-ish. They liked Death Race. They liked uh, the other. They liked Mad Max one and or two. Right, we'll start by reading some of this uh, off the uh, IMDb trivia page here. In a post-apocalyptic future, a ruthless vehicular gang called the Highway Warriors is conking, conquering, conking, conquering the wasteland through murder and plunder. They're conking people. Yeah, on they the are head conking. Too, so. uh, during the raid, they kidnap the sister of a road warrior, not the road warrior. That would be Mad Max, uh, named Trace. He brings hell down upon them. What that forgot to what they forgot to say in that is that they also are the rapiest rapers from Rape Town that ever raped. Uh, immediately into this movie, you say, "Well, low budget, rip off of Mad Max. This is very t- normal that like, uh, you know, something hits and then everyone just jumps on it and they just ca- kind of cash in, do what, do the best they can to make a quick buck." The other thing you immediately see is like, oh my god, the a- the 80s were like super exploitation uh, with rape. Like, it, there was always, women were just there to be in peril, or be victimized, or be victims. I don't know, it was, it, it's something that always bothers me looking back at the movies now. I'm sure a young 14 or 15 year old Mao would have... Uh, not minded all the nudity <clears throat> from the buxom gal that was mostly topless, who uh, we've seen in previous episodes from Joysticks. That's right. She is. No. Yes. <laughs> Jodon Baker, Joysticks. What's her name? Her name, I think, it, Linda Weissmeyer. Um, she is famous for being naked. Uh, let's see. She was in Malibu Express, previous episode. Uh, I have the Blu-ray of all those. Uh, Express movies now, <clears throat> and of course, the the joysticks. She was candy in joysticks, so that yeah, paints a picture for. Uh, did you enjoy the uh, uh, joysticks and or um, Malibu Express or Hawaii Express or I do Panda not Express? <laughs> Panda <laughs> Express. You yes. don't you don't recall? Huh? <laughs> okay. Yes. They well they were you you remember joysticks? I remember the music from joysticks. Oh, that glorious. Uh, Yes, I should play that. I should drop that sound in, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, because that that tune will stick in your head forever. So will Joe Don Baker. Because yikes. <laughs> yes, he will. Mitchell. And uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know. Um, anyway, back to this movie. One thing I did like a lot about this movie is the car design. Now, I don't know who. Yes. It was cool, right? Mm-hmm, like it was. Because I love Death Race 2000, and those cars were almost like. Uh, uh, a super version like they, those were superstar drivers so their cars were really over the top like perfectly maintained although from all accounts it was difficult keeping them together they had about four cars that they had to keep repairing to make those shots work because they didn't they just kept falling apart they were junk but that was like that was almost like a nascar version of of uh, uh you know of like the, the death race you know they were like superstars with beautiful cars and then in Mad Max, it was the post-apocalyptic, uh, oh, we're just killing each other for gas and we're driving these crazy vehicles. And which didn't make any sense because if you don't have any gas, you don't have gigantic engine cars. You would have like gangs of mopeds. But anyway. That's uh, using logic. <laughs> you see, that's right, right there. Right there. Whoopsie doodle. Uh, so, so, but this one here, the cars they built were really used and abused 
but they seemed functional. Like they seemed like everything. They, they had these weird uh, hatches that popped up uh, when they got in and out of cars, and that was for like combat. And everything had like those extra piping around it, and everything so they could ram stuff and 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 you know fight over stuff. So it was, and they were all very abused. These weren't nice looking cars. They were just flat black with a lot of welding on them and stuff like that. So I thought it was cages. Cages, yep. Because yep. you're gonna roll it. You know, you just ex- <laughs> you just roll assume it. you're gonna roll it. <laughs> you know, that's uh, and so it's it was neat. I did like that. The acting was okay. It wasn't um. These aren't great actors, but they were, they did fine in this ro- in these roles that they were. Like so, right off the bat, uh, Trace, our hero, uh, square jawed, uh, like he's like one of those rough and tumble, like like Mad Max, but just B level. And he he rolls into town, and his sister's there, and this is before she became you know nude uh, and and uh, and and grabbed by the bad guys, and she's there, and she introduces her boyfriend, who's this wormy jerky guy. He's like, oh yeah, he's trying to be real cool, and uh, and there's some really strange, like, they're fighting. There's a there's a death match over like the keys to a car, and she bets her car, but then they do a ringer, and then they just like they just start a war and run off, and that's what kind of starts the whole thing, because the other the bad guys cheated, so Trace grabbed the keys, and then they they left, and then they're chasing him down, kinda, and that's the inciting thing. Where the Trace is in one car, and then Candy and his... And that's not her name, but I'm going to call her Candy, because I like joysticks better than this movie. And Candy <laughs> and her wormy boyfriend are in another car, and they meet up, and she's like, let's split up, split up, we'll meet by the old watering hole we discovered 90 miles west of here. And he goes, I don't want to, and she goes, well, we're going to... And he's like, okay, whatever. So, the bad guys are chasing. There's also this subplot that the bad guys... Are there's a good army that's gonna go to war against these these road warriors to like kind of restore balance and make it so that they don't live in a big crap hole. Now, I'm not a huge fan of these kind of subplots because they don't really this one this one does come into play towards the end, but kind of you're like okay I, I get it I, they need more than just nothing I guess. Um, if they can't film a movie about just people driving after other people, um, although they've done that numerous times. Yeah. I think Spielberg's first movie was that uh, the truck one. What the hell is the name of it? Like the guy, there's like a guy in a car and the truck's like torturing him and nagging him. That's the whole thing. Or maybe it was Lucas's first one. No, Lucas's first one was that THX. Who cares? Anyway, so yeah, so now you have it kind of. So. He's the the, the 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 trace is like fighting these guys in some weird like I don't know it's like a lookout along the water. I, th- this is probably filmed in the Philippines. I'm assuming. I should double check my work on that right there because you know that's one of those things. Yeah, uh, Premier Studios. Yeah, Manila, the Philippines. Yeah, uh, th- this was clearly f- filmed for twelve bucks. You know, but there was like like one of those old like there was an old like uh, lookout along the coast, and that's where he was held up. And he was having a firefight. In the meantime, the other faction, because the bad guys were like, well, there's two of them, they split up. You guys go that way. We're going to go this way. And the bad guy, the, the other team, like the girlfriend and boyfriend, or tr- Candy and the boyfriend, stop and start like making love. And you're like, huh? Like, it, it was so out of place when you're being chased by like a murderous gang. I guess they thought they were in the clear, and then, 
you know, sexy time afoot, but I was like, no, no, I don't think so. Right out there in the open, Just, while there's cliffs with people on yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> so weird. And then, so immediately, they grab her, and they're like, okay, and they start, he started immediately, like, ten seconds after they grab her, the one guy starts taking his pants off, and you're like, oh my god. And then the king bad guy shows up, and he's like, no, no, just just strap her nude onto the hood. She's going back to be our leader's newest woman. And then the guy goes, harump, and pulls his pants up. And then the other guy, the nerdy boyfriend's like, take the woman, take the, take the car, just leave, leave me, you know, let me let me join you. He starts saying, let me join you. And then they're like, he's like, okay, you can if you make it through the initiation. And then they start beating him up. And there was a there was one clip in this part. I don't know what they were implying, and I don't want to know, kind of. The boyfriend has his pants kind of pulled down from the back, and the other guy in the in the the shot also has part of his pants down. I was like, are they implying that they're doing sexual things to this guy? Because come on, dude. But then they just beat him up and drag him behind a jeep and leave him for dead, and then they drive off going wah ha 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 with a girl. Spread eagle strapped nude or you know topless on the hood of a car and I was like wow oh my god <laughs> wow um again you know just okay whatever so then Trace kills those guys he has a flamethrower in his car <laughs> that's kind that's kind of cool they love burning people they <laughs> love burning people I don't think I don't think in Philippines they care if you light people on fire because like I think in America if you do that you have to have like all this safety equipment and like and people watching to make sure no one dies. And the people there have no idea what it means to stop, <laughs> drop, and roll either. That that wasn't part of their education. No, They're, not at all. Well, it's post-apocalyptic. <laughs> Those all got burned in the whatever happened to the earth. The stop, stop, drop, and roll because they're just going ah. What do ah. I do? And and like a board is sticking out of their back that's on fire, and you're <laughs> like, huh. Ah, whatever. <laughs> and and they all died. And he's like, yay. So he goes back and he finds the boy, the the boyfriend. He's like, where's my sister? And he's like, oh, they got her. And he just kills him and leaves. And they're like, okay, well, good. At least that guy's dead. You know, plus one in the column for that. <laughs> um, that whole portion was kind of well shot. It was very tense. It was very. The action was fine. Lots of car damage. Lots of like shooting and burning and all kinds of weirdness. Lots of pyrotechnics. Oh, they love pyrotechnics. Huge pyrotechnic budget. <laughs> yes. No actor budget. No. Well, Candy probably got some coke. <laughs> you're like, I'll pay you in coke, and she's like, I'm there. And you're like, and she's like, I don't have a passport. And they're like, Don't worry about it. We'll just say your camera equipment. Get in the box, and then brought her to the Philippines. And then she, <laughs> did your camera equipment just say, "Ouch!" When you dropped it? No, that was my foot. Anyway, so then she's now they're like, he the bad guy shows up and he's wearing like those football pads like they did back in the eighties like uh like Twisted Sister he was like a roadie for Twisted Sister and he stole a pair of those football pads with the spikes on them and he wasn't gonna take it anymore <laughs> and that pledge pin on his uniform and then he's <laughs> and he's like oh you're my woman now and she like spits him and then he beats her up a little bit and you're like well I don't need to see any of this uh. Now, this is where the movie, this is the bad part of this movie. Because now you start, he's going back and forth trying to go and save his sister. And the setting is this really cool, like, old fort. Not fort. Like, you know, yeah, like a, like a fort that has, like, those big cannons to defend the Philippines. 
whatever this was. It was like a, like a fortification. Like I don't mean like a fort, like oh, like a lean to, like some logs. I mean this was like a huge place with like like the 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 blocks, walls, and like there were some really impressive, gigantic cannons in there that were real, you know. So the the guy that was scouting the the locations did a great job. This was a really good setting. But now it gets into like the political intrigue portion. I was like, I don't need this. Oh, what is this scandal? I don't need that either. <laughs> and then so the sassy guy with his with his spiky, we're not going to take any more uh, pads. Is like, oh, we're gonna go, we're gonna wipe out those good guys once and for all. Then we can, then evil can win. And I was like, well, it's post-apocalyptic, so I guess evil already has one. You're just like, you know, what are you like a hanger on or kind of thing? <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. And then they catch Trace. But he kills a bunch of people, and then they. But then they, he finds the sister, and then finally, like he rescues the sister after she's been abused and used, and all this other stuff that you don't need to know about. I mean, when you watch the movie, you're like, "Oh my god, just make this go away." So he has her, and the bad guys, because there's also this subplot of this happy village that, like, is gonna. You know, they have like they're trying to make a good commune, and they're trying to have gas and all this kind of stuff, and they're trying to be like. They're trying to start like a good government thing. Again, very much like one of the Mad Maxes. I can't watch those anymore because Mel Gibson's turned into such a scumbag. But I really should because the first couple of those were really good. Um, I should try and get past that. I don't know. He's such a weird, drunk, racist guy now. And you're like, oh, man. But anyway. Eh. So now he's on the, the bad guy is on the top of the hill with like, those those bombs that you're talking about, like those, like he's gonna blow them up when they get to a certain point. And the the trace is trying to get there to set the bombs off early so the army can attack that the bad guys. And then they kind of like he doesn't get there in time and he has he's pinned down. But then the the the, the sister Candy sneaks up from behind and he she shoots him. They shoot her, and she's like she doesn't want to live anymore anyway, kinda because she's. Just not in a very good place in, in the world, and uh, and they shoot her a second time. They do a, that whole thing where the squibs go across her, and there's like ten bullet holes in her, and she reaches up and does the whole plunger thing like uh, like a Roadrunner would, yeah. and it blows up early. And then and I was like, this part doesn't make sense, but whatever, because the stuff's still going off. And then this, then the good guys go attack, and then then they kind of run around and kill each other and kill each other and kill each other, and it's pretty good action sequence. And then, like, the end. And then they're like, oh, you should join us, Trace. You'd, you'd be a good fighter. And he's like, nah, I'm going to go be a... I'm going to go, you know, just drive around the wasteland like Mad Max would. I mean, like, I want to. And then <laughs> and that was the end. And you're like, huh. Uh, this is one I can see not being memorable. Yeah. Like, I've already forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> now, we, to be honest, we are all drunk with cheese curds from Wisconsin. <laughs> Yeah, we're a little cheese. Our brain is a little cheesed out from all the curds we ate and all the freezing cold weather that we drove through. And all the beer. And the beer. There's some beer. You had a lot more beer than I did up in Wisconsin. I sure did. <laughs> you wear that proudly on your sleeve. You're like, yeah, drunkenness. <laughs> and uh, you know, and I was, but I, I did like it. I remember like liking it, except for the extreme rapey part. Hmm. And then also. Because I did like the design. I liked the the bad guy was pretty like the the I mean the uh, Trace. He was a pretty good actor in the role. He just was that quiet kind of doesn't talk much, kills people a lot. That, I like that. that. Those are my that's my favorite kind of person on screen. Um, but I see where this would just one drunken weekend and it's gonna go 
and it'll just be gone oh, out of my head. And yeah. I won't even remember. I'll look at a I'll look at a spreadsheet and go, I watch Wheels of Fire. What the hell's Wheels of Fire? And then uh, that'll be it. And I'll go, oh, who cares? So, I mean, I I liked it. I I said this would be probably like a six to six five. Um, I didn't hate it, and I didn't love it. You know. Huh. But I think that Sally might think differently. What would you give said? I was going to give it a 3 out of 10. Yeah, well, but hey, no, stick that, to your guns. There was that super awesome car crash at the end. So <laughs> Which one? The very uh, end. Wait, what happens? I forget. Because <laughs> I was even like, that's the greatest thing I ever saw. Like, <laughs> what, what happened? I'm pretty sure that uh, one car crashed onto another car. <laughs> Oh, that was that's how they killed the bad guy. Yeah. Because he didn't even shoot him. He just hit. He just dropped his car straight down. Cause there was this other subplot <laughs> of the of Trace runs into this like tough gal, who doesn't need, taste no guff, and he she don't need no man. And there's an <laughs> eagle, and there's those people in the sand. Remember those dune people that pulled people down? And I'm like, what? I don't need any of this. I don't need any of this. And then and <laughs> and then she shows up and she's helping to kill people. I forgot all about the. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We're only two weeks out, and I'm already forgetting yeah, this thing. it's not very memorable. <laughs> so that car crash makes me say four well, out of okay. ten. I, oh, that cat. You know, <laughs> I sometimes life is a little hard. Anyway, uh, so yeah, there you have it. So if you're a sane person, three to four. If you're <laughs> if you don't understand what movies are supposed to be, six point five. <laughs> yeah. So uh, any any parting words about Wheels of Fire before we mm. go? Don't waste your time. And I'm saying, yeah, baby. <laughs> Boobs from candy. <laughs> I love candy. Bum, ba, dum, bum, bum. I don't really love candy. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, there, you're also going to see uh, when you see her nude, the whole film, you're going to go, wow, in the, in, in the early 80s. Before everybody had implants. Implants. When they're all natural, you're like, those things are kind of hitting the sides of the hood. I don't know. <laughs> That's not sexy. I don't, that's not, I don't, that doesn't, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that is, but that's okay. You know. So, uh, yeah, because I think she also, she died. Uh, she, not, she, she died young. I want to say she died from a brain cancer, a brain tumor. Let me look it up before I go because I'm the, yeah, age 49. She died in 2012. That's sad. Oh, uh, so there you go. There you have it. Maybe this is one you want to see. It's it's streaming free on on uh, which was it Netflix or Prime? I think it was Prime. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's out there somewhere. It's streaming free. If you have a if you're all hungover and you're like, boy, I want to see you know that girl from Joysticks boobs some more. Well, there you go. So, all right, let's sing us out of here, Green Slime. We'll see you next week with some. Maybe we'll see you with Gerard Butler in space. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna do that either. Geostorm. We should do Geostorm. I, I don't know. That's on the fence on that one. See you. See you next week, everyone. I'm Mal. With me as always, Sally the Beer Wench. And keep on keeping on. <laughs> Pour it on, Morris. Give it everything she's got.
Yeah.